Joining us now from Operation 36, Ryan Daly joins us. Ryan, welcome to the Golf Good Shop. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, guys. Great to great to be on. I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out to us. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So this uh, this looks like a pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to call it a curriculum because that's how you guys have it set up. Um, quite interesting. I mean, ju- junior golfers, adult golfers, pretty much trying to reach out to anybody that that wants to be a part of the game of golf. Structuring up a curriculum looks like we got seven technical skills, three educational and athlete skills, and two performance skills. I've never seen it broken up like that. So, kind of tell us a little bit about the program. Sure. So it it didn't happen overnight. This has been a uh, we started in 2010 on this journey to try to, I guess, excite the game of golf might be the best way to say mm-hmm. it. And in our little town in North Carolina, we started with. I think three students, four signed up for our first one. One didn't, one dropped out because of baseball. So we had three to start out with. And we just, Matt Reagan and I, um, we've been together working on this since 2010. We just, you know, try stuff, experiment. Does it work? Does it not work? And we've just arrived in 2020 with a, a full curriculum that is supported by the main component, which is the playing component, getting people on the golf course earlier versus the traditional instruction, which most of us have been through, myself included, where if you raise your hand and you want to play golf, they tell you to take five lessons to get good enough to play on the course. Mm -hmm. We flip that and say you're good enough to get on the course. You just have to start close enough, and we get you on the course right away and see if you fall in love with it. And if you fall in love with it, awesome. And if you don't, that's fine too. But we at least want to get you playing the game of golf to see if you like it versus just going on the range hitting balls, getting frustrated, seeing somebody next to you, like maybe Mark's a good player, I'm not sure, hitting good shots, and then get frustrated and then not come back. First so of all, Mark's kind of better than – Mark's not as good as he thinks he is. That's, that's <laughs> the first, first thing, Ryan. Mark used to be good. Mark used to be really good. Oh, he used to be good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of our story. And um, we, we did it just by ourselves in North Carolina for five years, and then some coaches reached out. To want some help in programming and now today we're at over 500 courses in 10 different countries helping them build beginner golf programs and getting people to love the game and i think that's part of it too so you make a, you bring up a very good point is that you know people that have never played before and kids it's like you know those of us that have practiced a lot we understand how much practice you have to put in to put in to be good I know that right now. Sure. Is that when you have zero chance to practice, it's very hard to, to, to put up good scores when you're used to putting up good scores. But the thing is, you know, practicing is is strenuous. I mean, an hour of practice will exhaust you if if you're sitting there, you know, working on your game and, and hitting ball after ball. I mean, hitting hundreds of golf balls is certainly a very exhausting thing. And I think that's something that people look at that are new to the game like wow you know you see somebody sitting there hitting range balls for an hour i don't know if i just want to spend an hour hitting golf balls i want to get out there and play so right. to hear that you flipped the script a little bit to say we want to get you out there sooner as opposed to later i think that's a an interesting way to go about this to say we want you to go play the game and then take the rest of your time to work on getting better 100%. There's a time and place to practice an hour on the range, right? Like you get sure. to a certain level. I don't know what that level is. Let's, let's say it's a single-digit handicap, and then you're at a point where you're like, okay, i got to put the time in to practice on the range and get better and take technical lessons and work on all these pieces to my swing and get better. But when you're a 26 handicap and you can't break 100 or yeah. you're a, 
you're just starting out. I mean, that's, that's not what you wanted. That's not fun. That's not enjoyment. I mean, you got to get them curious. We kind of learned that from our educational background of teaching at the university at Campbell university, and hmm. uh, Booze Creek, North Carolina, you got to get the student curious at some point. Like, if you don't get them curious, they're not going to open their mind to wanting to learn or be intrinsically motivated themselves. So what we do is we take a beginner golfer, Mark. Let's say, let's say you have a son or a daughter that's never played before, and we take them out on the course from 25 yards away. We put a ball down, and we say, all right, let's play nine holes and see how it goes. And they go out and they play, and they might shoot. I think the average score typically from 25 yards for a complete beginner is like a 46. So they'll go out and shoot a 45 or 46, and then we'll turn to her and we'll say, all right, do you think you could do one stroke better next time? And they're like, absolutely. I could have putted better. I could have chipped better. Okay, how do you think you're going to get better? Well, i got to practice. Okay, let's go practice. And now they have a reason. (laughs) They have a reason to want to go chip and pitch and putt and want to practice because then they're going to go back on the course. And that was a huge mistake that Matt and I made early on is we just tried to, you know, like, be the Bobby Knight, be the cheerleader, be the motivator. Maybe Bobby Knight's not the right answer, but um, just be the, be, the, be the cheerleader to get him to go out and practice. But then they look at us all confused, like, why are we practicing? I don't understand why we're playing all these games and practicing. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> so, so we had to figure out how to get him on the course early, get him curious, get him excited. And then at some point they, they do need to practice on the range for quite a while, but we just don't think it's early on. You know, I wish you'd have been around 45 or 50 years ago when, when I was starting because this sounds like this is – I mean, it, it's it's simplistic, but nobody's ever thought of this until you guys. I mean, you know, you see all these kids with – you know, they're hitting softballs or whatever and trying to – you know, that's that's their that, – whoever the teachers are trying to – the theory is, you know, if you can do this, then you can do it with a golf ball later on. Um, I, I think this is fascinating, and I and – I, I, Man, I applaud you. Uh, I mean, I got a daughter that I bought three sets of clubs for. She's left-handed. She's now 19 years old. She's she played two rounds with each set of clubs. <laughs> but if I'd have had this, if I'd have had this theory, Ryan, uh, th- th- it's a good possibility she'd still be playing golf. I mean, that's my opinion anyway. Well, we appreciate the support, guys. We got lucky. I mean, I think any business owner at some point will tell you there's a lot of luck involved, and we got lucky. Um, we came around at the right time. We read the right books. We got around the right people. I mean, this idea isn't just ours. I always want to make mention of that. Harvey Pennock wrote it in his little red oh. book way, way, way back to start at the green and move back. The only thing that we've done is we've uh, made it cool to do it. Like, we've got a cool logo, Operation 36. All of our stuff is based off of all the cool stuff in terms of um, video games and the military and that's why we call it operation 36 and there's missions and there's ranks and there's all these cool things there's a mobile app an ios mobile app an android app that matt spends all of his time making just an unbelievable experience for the beginners to communicate with each other outside of class because that's a that's always been an interesting one for us to figure out is if the student only comes to the course once a week and they're doing other things how do you keep golf on the top of their mind? And we've done that with having a mobile app in their hands that they can communicate with their friends that are in the class. This is really important for girls, um, especially my daughter. She loves to communicate with her friends outside of class. So then when she comes to class on Monday or she plays in the nine-hole event on Saturday with them, they know each other. They have a relationship. And that's so important um, in the game of golf to keep them interested and excited and I mean, I'll just go, we got lucky. Matt and I had a lot of time to do this, too. Like, he was a student. I was a professor at the time. Um, as you know, professors have summers off and winters off, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and Matt was a student. And we just 
hit the grind on the first four or five years, just figuring out how to do it. We made no money, uh, but we loved what we did. And we knew that the industry needed it because, I mean, beginner golfer after beginner golfer would come up to us at a Christmas party or Thanksgiving party and say, I don't want to do this. I'm, uh, I went out to the range and I topped every ball. I don't want to do this. I'm going to go bowl. I'm going to go play tennis. And we're, so we're like, how do we make that first experience? just unbelievable yeah. and now when a beginner golfer goes out in their first round of golf every hole is a par four they're most likely going to make a par there's a chance that they make their first birdie ever in their first round and that is exciting that's amazing yeah that's that's the hook right that's yeah. what might have gotten that what that's what might have gotten your daughter to want to play more it's just because you got to see progress just like losing weight when you see progress you're more motivated so we're just saying let's see progress early mm-hmm to get you excited to want to come back and do more. Yeah, interestingly, my, my daughter's boyfriend has just taken up the game, and, and he's, he's asking me all kind of questions, Ryan. And I said, <laughs> if you want to be a good golfer, um, and, and this is sort of along the theory that you're, pre, that you're teaching, is I said, just practice from 100 yards in. That's all you do yeah. is practice from 100 yards in. If you've got a short game, you can play with anybody. Uh, I wish that would have been the case for me. I mean, I've never been a short, a great short game player. You know, I hit the ball well and I putt well, but um, I mean, off the tee. But um, that's about it. So, I'm loving this whole thing, man. We have some seasoned golfers that sign up for these. They typically are eight week sessions. Um, we'll have some single digit handicaps and low, like ten or eleven handicaps, sign up just for that same reason. They're like, I need to work on my pitching and my chipping, and I need to learn how to use the bounce, and I need to learn how to. Um, you know, score basically, right? That's what you and I are talking about. It's scoring. They just right. need to learn how to score, and they jump in and they play from twenty-five yards, fifty yards, a hundred yards, and they sharpen up their wedge game and see how low they can go. I mean, shoot, the lowest score we've ever had. Well, that'd be an interesting question for the two of you guys. What do you think the lowest score we've ever had from twenty-five yards is for nine holes? Thirty-two. Not like anybody, like coach. Oh, uh, okay. Anybody. And, and every hole is a par four. No, every, from 25 yards, every hole's a par three, right? Par four. Every hole's a par four. From oh, okay. Par four. So, 30, but like, if you I'm, 32 is what I'm saying. 25. 25. Okay, we had a coach in Maryland shoot an 18. <laughs> really? Can you believe that? No, I can't He got a two it. on every hole. He got it up and down from 25 yards on every hole. Every hole. Wow. I mean, there's tons of people playing this, right? Sure. There's almost 50,000. There's 50,000 people playing this, so there's a lot of people playing right now. Now, student low scores, I think, is pretty close to what you guys were saying. 25 or 26 might be the lowest. But we had a coach. I was flabbergasted. I'm like, you got to send me a picture of that scorecard. And he did. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, my goodness. Wow. Again, we're talking with uh, Operation 36's Ryan Daly. And, and Ryan, uh, you know, we can go out to the site, Operation 36, uh, what is it, dot .golf, I think? I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. My laptop went away there for a second. Um, you know, do you feel like what is the biggest frustration level for anybody that's getting into the game? I mean, is it trying to hit a stationary ball, a little stationary ball that doesn't move, or is it the fact that they hit it and they're and it's not going where they want it to go? And and the understanding because one of the things that I always preach is I always tell people that are new to the game that think of everything as the opposite because if you hit a, if you're a right-handed player and you keep hitting the the big slice. The tendency is for people to aim further left, and that means it's going to go further right. So I, I tell people about being the opposite. What's kind of the thing that you always see that uh, kind of gets in people's craw a little bit? Um, 
I would say their frustration is always, at least from my view, my perspective, and I think Matt would agree with me on this, is it's all based on their expectations. Like if they're if they're on the driving range for their first experience and they see you guys on the driving range, Mark and Matt, and they see you guys hitting these beautiful seven irons out there, mm-hmm. have a little draw, a little fade, maybe hit a couple ones, not great, but they see that, then their expectation level is, oh my goodness, I need to be able to do that. And then when they top it, shank it, miss it, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. But when we show them the expectation level on the front end and go, okay, par is four, and we explain to them what par is, and then we take them up to 25 yards away, and then typically they're going to, let's say they blade their first one up to the front edge of the green, and then they uh, chunk the next one onto the green, and then they putt it next to the hole and they knock it in, we give them a high five and say, that's great, you made a par. And then you go to the next hole, and then they're walking. Like, you can see it in their stride and in their shoulders. Even adults, too. I mean, who's never played before, they're like, I can do this. And the moment you can get somebody to say that to themselves, I can do this, is the moment you've got them in terms of motivating them to do something. And I'll tell you what, it's interesting to watch students when they do have that moment where they say, I can do this. If they never say that, because I've seen, I've certainly seen plenty of students in their mind keep telling themselves, I can't do this, I can't do this. Similar situations, they slice every single golf ball and they don't know why and they're frustrated and they're trying everything they can. They're buying all these training aids and they're on the driving range like tin cup with all these things on. They can't figure it out. And that's, (laughs) that's definitely frustrating, but having a coach, I think is very helpful. Like maybe some of your viewers are hesitant to hire a coach or find somebody to help, but like a coach can be very helpful. They can video you. They can help you in terms of figuring out how to hold the club, how not to hold the club. A lot of times when students come in just for private lessons, sometimes, it's just a small tweak, and their ball goes from curving 45 yards to the right to going straight, and they run off and they're excited. But I think a lot of people are hesitant to hire a coach, and I don't know what the main reason is. Maybe you guys can help me with that. I'm not sure. I've always kind of been befuddled by that question. It's like if you're struggling, like if I was struggling to learn French or Spanish, I would hire a coach to help me probably because they're going to help me save years and, and uh repetitions of doing the wrong thing but maybe that's an interesting question for you guys since you're talking golf all the time it's like what is the hesitation for hiring a coach because usually that's what gets away a little bit of the frustration that is true you need to hire a tutor or a coach or somebody to help you out well ryan we're up against it we appreciate you coming on Uh, we look forward to learning more about operation 36 thanks guys for having me on thank you ryan